This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, Mom and Dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Boy, Snarks had a wacky press conference today. Jen uh, uh, Saki, excuse me. Light. Uh, what a weird press conference. Some of the comments that were made today, I'm telling you. First of all, I don't know if you know this or not, but Kamala Harris is addressing the root causes of illegal immigration which I'm assuming is climate change, climate change, and, of course, climate change. Good morning, afternoon, what is it anyway? 12,000 migrants camped out at the Texas border. Freaking disaster, right? Unbelievable. How's your day going today? Hope you're having a great day. I'll tell you, I always enjoy giving you these updates in the afternoon because the updates keep happening, and assuming that, well, I didn't leave the house today, so... I don't have to worry about any flat tires this time around, which is why I didn't get it to Friday. Although, honestly, truly, I may not be able to do a Friday podcast because by Friday afternoon, my wife and kids are like, Dad, can you hang out with us, please? Please? So we'll see how that goes. Also, listen, quite frankly, on Friday, it's just a matter of just happy to be at work, just happy to show up. You know what I mean? Just show up. Aren't we all, though? Truly, aren't we just happy to just to be there? So let's uh, let's go through a little bit of Snark's uh, press conference today. But I'm telling you, before I even get to that right now, the National Border Patrol Council, uh, Brandon Judd, saying 12,000 migrants camped out the Texas border. You see these pictures? That it looks like a third world country in the United States of America. It, it's heartbreaking, and it's absolutely uh, d- disgraceful. And today, DHS Secretary Mayorkas said Haitians are receiving false information that the border is open. Gee, where do you think they're getting that information from? They're getting it from the Democrat Party. That's where they're getting it from. And it's not false. It's real. It's open. All you have to do is know the right words to say. you got to be able to say the right words. And I think what happens is the smugglers wind up coaching people on their way in. So twelve grand gets you a ticket into the country, gets you the talking points. You got to have the right turn of phrase. You got to know what to say, and you got to make it all about how you want asylum, and you got to list the reasons why so it meets the asylum criteria that we have. Oh yeah, and and then then you get here, and if you don't like it, you need supplies. You can walk back into Mexico, and you walk back over the border today. But who's giving the false information that the border is open? It's the Democrat Party, and it, and they love the fact that the border is open. They're not ashamed of the fact that the border is open. They're, they're, they're happy about it. This is what they've wanted. They've wanted open borders. They believe it. Who the hell are you to keep these people out, huh? You mean old meanie pants, Mr. Capitalist, with all your oppression around the world? What, are you going to keep people out? How dare you? That's what they believe. You don't think AOC believes that? You know she does. You know that she, when she was maskless at the Met last week with all of her rich friends and her tax-the-rich dress, which, uh, as I mentioned to you this morning on the show, 
from a designer that's a major tax cheat. But you know that AOC, when she hangs out with all of her maskless friends, they're all saying the same thing. It's good that people are coming in here. They should be allowed to come in here. Who the hell are we to say that they can't come in here? You know that they're thinking that deep down inside. Oh, and I should mention you too. Did you notice uh, the Emmys last night? They were also maskless again. Also maskless at the Emmys. This is what I don't understand, the hypocrisy that's on display with these people. Meanwhile, I just picked up my kids from school, and all these little kids are coming out of the building wearing masks. Now, it's not the fault of the school. These are the orders from King Philip the Unaccountable, the royal governor of New Jersey, his lordship, the king. Nobody elected this guy king. They elected him governor, but he acts like a king. And uh, and, and because of him and because of Tom Wolfe in Pennsylvania or acting Secretary Allison Beam, your kids have to wear masks. Meanwhile, all these maskless hypocrites who are all Democrats on the left, all of them running around without masks on. In fact, you know what? Before we even get to that, why don't I play this for you? This is uh, Seth Rogen shocked at the Emmys last night that they were not wearing masks and how many of them were there. Take a listen to this. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. (laughs) What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. (laughs) They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. That is what has been decided. This is insane. I went from wiping my groceries to having Paul Bettany sneeze in my face. And maskless in the entire room. All right? Ha, ha, ha. It's funny. Why are my kids wearing a mask? Why are my kids wearing a mask is the question. And the only people wearing masks, again, again at the Emmys were, wait for it, wait for it, dun, 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 the servants. Yes, that's right. The waiters, the waitresses, all of the uh, the people that are working so hard to serve the elites, the dishwashers, the chauffeurs, the gardeners, the lawn care workers, pool cleaners, pool boys, pool girls. I don't know who exactly was there, but... This is the reality. I mean, it's 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 the different rules for them and different rules for you and me. And what would happen if you and I went to an event like this where masks were required and we didn't wear masks? What do you think would happen? You know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. We'd be dragged out and shunned by society as being science deniers. Science deniers. Ah, you hate science, they'll say. Same thing with the Met, too. You're a science denier if you don't wear a mask, except if you're rich and famous and a celebrity on the left, in which case then, for some reason, you guess, I guess you don't get COVID. I don't, I don't really know. So the same people that were giving us all those PSAs about stay home, hashtag alone together, that's my favorite, hashtag alone together. I still don't know what that means exactly, but it seems to me it's a little bit of a contradiction. What do I know? I never took literary class. What I do know, though, is that the same people that for a year were making America even more paranoid than ever and screaming every day about Donald Trump killing people and the science and rejecting the science are the first ones to take their mask off indoors nowadays. Even among their fellow vaccinated people, when I'm told that the vaccine's not enough, you got to mask up. I don't know about you, but I go to Wegmans, Costco, all these places, and people are wearing masks again. Everybody, except for me. I still won't wear one. I'm not wearing it. I'm, I'm vaccinated. That's the end of it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Until they make me, I'm not doing it. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna hear any nonsense about how I'm not being polite. Hey, look, you can walk in wearing a full CDC Level 5 biohazard suit for all I care. And I use the self-checkout lane. 
I try to avoid anybody. That's what, just what I do. Not because, because I don't want anybody to yell, what about the clerks, the checkout people? First of all, they're behind most plexiglass, which I don't think works. I know it doesn't work. That plexiglass, it's another scam, isn't it? All plexiglass does is destroy the airflow, but science. Anyway, what was I saying before? Oh, yes, I was saying about the border today. So Mayorkas, who is the uh, acting DHS uh, commissioner, what is he, the secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas? Maybe he's even the full secretary. I don't even know. I don't really keep track of Biden's cabinet that much. But um, he's letting you know, people know, that the Haitians are receiving false... Excuse me, false information. Take a listen. Capabilities of the Department of Homeland Security. We look across the federal government and in partnership with civil society, local resources to see what we can do to bring more capabilities to bear to meet the challenge. And that is indeed what we are doing here. Finally, the White House has directed appropriate U.S. agencies to work with the Haitian and other regional governments to provide assistance and support to returnees. The majority of migrants continue to be expelled under CDC's Title 42 authority. Those who cannot be expelled under that authority and do not have a legal basis to remain will be placed in expedited removal proceedings. Stop it. First of all, you want to know your legal basis to, to remain? Just claim asylum. That's it. That's what the that's what the coyotes and the smugglers are doing is they're coaching them on what to say. I'm telling you. Uh, this one article that I read has all these people quoted in it. And they all talk about how they fear political retaliation if they go home. They fear for political, uh, their safety. And they start naming all the safety things. Whenever anybody brings up danger, that's like an automatic you're allowed to stay. Automatic. And that's what they have to claim. It's what they have to claim. They just have to say that they don't feel safe going back. There's risk of this. Remember, the Biden administration, at the very start of his presidency, wanted to expand all the reasons why people could claim asylum. And safety being the number, and all you have to do is, I don't feel safe. That's it. If, if you just don't feel safe, that's enough. And this just happened moments ago. Again, this is why I do this podcast for you in the afternoon. It's literally just broke at 3.14 p.m. Biden administration to raise the refugee admissions cap to 125,000. The number of refugees that the U.S. will accept will accept will increase during the next budget year. By Michelle Hackman, just came out. President Biden is raising the refugee admissions cap to $125,000 for the government's budget year beginning October 1st, according to a source familiar with the matter. This is in line with the goal he set during his 2020 campaign. The move follows significant blowback the president received earlier this year for backing away from his commitment to taking more refugees and more recently for slow walking and evacuation of U.S. allies from Afghanistan that turned chaotic and deadly in Afghanistan after the Biden administration completely blew our withdrawal from Afghanistan. I added the last part. Now, if you remember, this is why all of this is BS, by the way. If you remember from April 16th, 2021, Biden administration reverses course on refugee cap. Plans uh, plans increased by May 15th. I'm sorry, the refugee cap increase after the order prompts progressive backlash. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting all this on the fly here. Back then, they said this. In a reversal, President Biden will increase the cap on refugee admissions for the rest of the fiscal year. The White House said late Friday, after an executive order keeping it at a record low of 15,000, drew swift political backlash from progressives. 
The initial order, which the White House announced midday Friday, eliminated restrictions the Trump administration had put in place concerning which type of refugees qualify under the cap, but left the limit at 15,000. In February, Mr. Biden had promised to raise the cap to 125,000 for the next fiscal year. So that's what he announced today, that they are increasing that cap to $125,000. What was the response back then when the Biden administration did not increase it last month? You know what it was? Ready? Quote, completely and utterly unacceptable, said the maskless wonder, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, in a tweet after the executive order was announced and before the latter statement. Biden promised to welcome immigrants and people voted for him based on that promise. No, they didn't. Now, maybe some of them cheated and voted for him because of that, but that, nobody actually voted for him on that. Before the initial signing, a White House official said that the administration hadn't ruled out increasing the cap this fiscal year. And we'll revisit the issue. So now what you have, oh, the other thing is the, a group of House Democrats led by Representative Ilan Omar, D. Nutbag from Minnesota, a Somali refugee herself, had sent a letter to the White House earlier Friday asking for the president to lift the cap on refugee admissions. What happened? What did Senator uh, Little Dickie Durbin say on Twitter after the president put out the initial 15,000 number? Say it ain't so, President Joe. This is unacceptable. The change comes as the administration grapples with a surge of migrants at the southern border, with migrant arrests in the region reaching a 15-year high. Now, it's met from criticism on both sides of the aisle. Do you want to know why the criticism from the left is getting? That they're not letting everybody in. That's what it is. They're not letting everybody in. So all you have to do is just say you're a refugee seeking asylum and you get in. All right, so let me continue with, with uh, what Mayorkas said. You know what? Let me just start the clip over. I'll just start the clip over so we can put it in context and I'll try to stop interrupting my own audio clips here. ...of Homeland Security. We look across the federal government and in partnership with civil society, local resources to see what we can do to bring more capabilities to bear to meet the challenge. And that is indeed what we are doing here. Finally, the White House has directed appropriate U.S. agencies to work with the Haitian and other regional governments to provide assistance and support to returnees. The majority of migrants continue to be expelled under CDC's Title 42 authority. Those who cannot be expelled under that authority and do not have a legal basis to remain will be placed in expedited removal proceedings. DHS is conducting regular expulsion and removal flights to Haiti, Mexico, Ecuador, and Northern Triangle countries. We are very concerned that Haitians who are taking this irregular migration path are receiving false information that the border is open or that temporary protected status is available. I want to make sure that it is known that this is not the way to come to the United States. That is false information. Irregular migration poses a serious security risk to the migrants themselves. Mm -hmm. Trying to enter the United States illegally is not worth the tragedy, the money, or the effort. Mm-hmm. As we have said consistently since we published the Federal Register notice officially. You know what? Uh, what what are all your friends on the left saying, uh, Mehorkis? Are they agreeing with you? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm just saying. Just saying. I don't think so. 
Uh, Jen Psaki was asked about this today, about uh, what uh, Kamala Harris is doing. Do you remember her? She's the vice president of the United States of America. You may have heard about her. I don't know where she is. There's a new game. Where's Kamala Harris? It's like where's Waldo, but it's a lot less interesting because no one really cares if we find her. I mean, Waldo, you wanted to find him. It's a fun game. Where's Waldo? Hey, I found him. Where's Harris? You go, ooh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But where is she, honestly? Where the hell is the vice president of the United States? I know where the president is. He just got back from Delaware today. He strolled in around noon. No, really, he did. He walked in around noon today, back from his little mid-September beach weekend. First of all, who does that when you're president of the United States? What, what he couldn't get a good deal? He had to wait till after Labor Day? Is that what it was? Couldn't get a good deal. All the places were taken. You're the president of the United States. You can't go in the high season like everybody else, like the rest of us in the summertime. He goes in, oh, I got a great deal. When? when? September 17th through the 20th. Oh, okay. What, were you going to miss anything, like work or anything? Yeah, just, I mean, my administration, a drone strike that killed 10 innocent people and a border crisis and a COVID crisis and other things. But listen, uh, the deal I got on this place was amazing. And and parking. You don't even have to worry about parking. My entire murder, motorcade, right, up, right on the street, I guess. So anyway, so Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States. In case you don't know, I don't fault you if you don't. Because she's been missing for a long, long time. What is she doing exactly on the issue of the border? Even people on the left are asking this question now. Mainly because they don't want her to do anything. But they're still asking the question. This is what Jen Snark said today. Where's the vice president on any of this? Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes? I got a better question, Peter Ducey. Where's the vice president? Just stop it right there and sit down. I mean, no, I love the deuce. But I'm saying, like, that's just the better way to ask the question. Where's the vice president? Just sit down. All right, let's start over here. I'm interrupting my own audio. Where's the vice president on any of this? Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes of migration? Absolutely. And she has been addressing the root causes of migration by working with countries in the region to ensure they have the assistance they need to reduce the number of people who are coming uh, and trying to make those journeys across the border. We've actually seen some reductions in some of those numbers. Yeah, five that doesn't people. change the fact that this is a very... So five, five people less because of her efforts. And then it turns out they just went to a different part of the border. So, you know, but we're still going to count them as five. Sorry, let me back it up here. We've actually seen some reductions in some of those numbers. That doesn't change the fact that this is a very challenging situation in Del Rio. We're working to implement our policies and we're working to uh, ensure we are also addressing their causes. Yeah. Where is Kamala Harris? Where in the world is Kamala Harris? Remember that song? Where in the world is Carmen Santiago? Listen, I have young kids. What are you going to do? Maybe your grandkids play this too. So where is she? It's a great question. Now, here's another question I have for you too. Are we vaccinating any of these people that are coming in over the border? Are we doing any of this? Are we vaccinating any of these people? Today, the administration also announced that they're going to allow uh, Europeans to come here. And as long as they're fully vaccinated, they'll be allowed to come. So the question was obviously asked of Snarks today, what about illegal immigrants? Okay, now this answer is amazing. This is why I said at the beginning of the podcast, what a wacky press conference today. Because she actually said this with a straight face. I mean, I get, listen, I give Jen Psaki a lot of credit because to spew out this kind of BS, to shovel this out there with a straight face, deserves a certain amount of credit. And believe me when I tell you, has a certain amount of, um, I don't know, je ne sais, like I know French. Stop it. All right, here we go. 
speak to our uh, our national security team and see what that process will and look like. A question about what's going on at the border. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test? Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re-talk re you through what that steps is, we that take. That's the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? No. Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's but the same here. thing. The it's difference? not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 specifically because of COVID, because we want to prevent a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering, posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves. So those are the policies that we put in place um, in large part because, again, the CDC continues to recommend Title 42 be in place given we're facing a global pandemic. Where's the vice president on any of this? Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes? And that's the other part that you heard before. All right, so let's break this down. We, we're not requiring vaccination or COVID tests for the people coming here because they're not going to be staying long. Right. Let that sink in for a second. A couple thoughts on that. Number one, I'm no doctor, but I think that that's irrelevant because what I'm what I'm told is that you have to wear a mask when you walk into a store, even if you're in that store for 10 minutes, because you could spread COVID to everybody there. I'm not there long. I should say that. I'm not going to be here long. I'm just running in for some milk. Now they go, put your mask on, even if you're vaccinated. I'm just running in for milk. I'm not going to be here long. I'm like an, I'm like an illegal immigrant. I'm just running in. I'm going to be out of here in two, two minutes. Except that nobody thinks that they're not going to be here long. I mean, you see the pictures on TV. They're all at these tent cities, and they're there for, for a really long time. They're not leaving. Nobody's making them leave. This is a lie that we're sending all these people back. And by the way, the best thing to do would to be just not let them come in in the first place. But we're not doing that. So so unlike European travelers who are going to be here for a long time, how long? I don't know. But apparently it's going to be a long enough, maybe possibly a European invasion again. This might be like the Beatles or the War of 1812. I'm not quite sure, but I'd be prepared for something if I were you. The migrants, the illegal immigrants, they're not going to be here long. And apparently COVID... You have to be here for a really long time for it to spread or something, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 this is what I mean about the science of COVID is so amazing to me. You ever notice that it changes to fit any situation? Really does. You don't need it at the Met if you're fully vaccinated to wear a mask, but you do need it if you're fully vaccinated at a store. Kids have to wear masks unless they're illegal immigrant kids, migrant children uh, at the southern border, in which case then they're not going to be here long anyway, so it doesn't matter. And then there are Americans coming in contact with them. They're called aid workers. They're called Border Patrol agents. What about all them? Wouldn't, wouldn't they like to know these people are vaccinated? Ah, don't worry about it. They're going to be here long. Don't worry about it. You know, COVID, it's got an incubation period of like four to five years. I mean, the, the lunacy of this, the lunacy, the sheer lunacy of what the, comes out of Snarks's mouth sometimes, honestly. Uh, did you hear the story, by the way, of the, um, 
the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, and her excuses for why she went and partied without a mask on. You heard that, right? I think you heard that a little bit. Let me get into that in just a moment, shall we? But first, let me just mention this here. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So the mayor of San Francisco is a gigantic hypocrite, like all the hypocrites were at the Emmys and all the hypocrites were at the Met. Uh, My kids don't like wearing masks either, by the way. And the fun police keeps telling my kids to put them back on at school, which is really annoying to this parent. But anyway, this is the San Francisco mayor, London Breed, explaining why she was seen maskless and dancing. You might have heard a little bit of this, but I thought some of this is worth context for you. This is her justifying why she was dancing and parting it up with one of the founders of Black Lives Matter and a bunch of other celebrities in San Francisco. Remember, rules for thee and not for me. But don't feel as though you have to be micromanaged about mask wearing. Like, we don't need the fun police to come in and try oh. and micromanage and tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. We know what we need to do That's to literally protect themse- ourselves. what you're doing. It's no one literally. has been more conservative about protecting themselves than I have, not just because I want to set an example, but because I don't want to get COVID. And I know many people feel the same way. So let's focus on what's most important. That is... Being a gigantic hypocrite, supporting our nightlife, and, uh, enjoying our great city, getting you getting in trouble if you wind up a good time. taking the mask off like I did. Can dancing, I ask you one more right? question? It's Go just ahead. This, this is a good one. Paragraph I was asked to ask you about. It says this is in in a published report. It says that a video, again, this is nitpicky, but it is what it is. Uh, a video mm-hmm. shows a massless breed, neither seated at a table nor positioned at a stationary counter, standing and dancing without any food or drinks right. in her hand. She also posed for photos while not wearing a mask. Okay, so just to be clear, um, um, I was sitting at my table and when, I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are, but I don't know about you, but if you know who they are, Mm -hmm. I don't care where you're sitting, you're gonna get up and start dancing. My drink was sitting at the table. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit. Feeling the spirit. And I wasn't thinking about a mask. Right. I was thinking about having a good time. And in the process, I was following the health orders. Not to mention the Chronicle reporter who walked up to me had no mask in sight. Oh, well, he's when a... I took a picture as I do... You should have had him arrested. ...to do an interview. Yes, I take my mask off. You should have had him arrested when he was not wearing a mask, you hypocrite. My kids feel the spirit move them all the time when they're playing in class. And then I'm going to tell them from now on, if the spirit moves you, just take your mask off because the spirit moves you. All these uptight nitpickers. Don't be so nitpicky. Come on, it's nitpicking. Anyway, uh, if the spirit moves you, do it, kids. I thought that uh, CNN had a little bit of a quip it's always fun that cnn's finally acknowledging 18 months after the pandemic that democrats are giant hypocrites and most of the rules they create are absolutely arbitrary and they break their own rules all the time just proving that they are in fact arbitrary mayor breed made a personal choice that quite frankly a lot of people make right that she won't comply with the rules but if she thinks that they're too restrictive for vaccinated people she is the mayor Instead of arguing that she's in compliance with the masking rules when she isn't, she could advocate for all vaccinated San Franciscans that restrictions should be loosened. Either change the rules or live them instead of defying them just because, as Tony, Tony, Tony says, it feels good. Boom. 
I, I can't believe the actual response was, what you're losing here is this great news story about Tony, Tony, Tony. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, Did no, you- it's kind of a weak pivot, you know, but I think when it comes to Mayor Breed and other Democrats who are in favor of these COVID restrictions, it's the hypocrisy of it, right? It's that if you put in place these rules that they're in favor of, then you have other people who are actually having to behave in a way that they don't seem willing to. And it makes sense in a way why some people aren't willing to if, you know, even the mayor isn't. It rules for thee and not for me. Good job there, CNN. Look at you guys doing actual, what do you call it, journalism. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. The truth is that they're giant hypocrites and these rules are arbitrary. That's why they don't follow them. They don't follow the rules because they're arbitrary. It's why they don't follow them. The rules are not preventing people from getting COVID. That's why they're not following the rules. The rules are stupid and arbitrary. And for the longest time, we had intellectuals lecture us about the science and tell us that if we did not follow these rules to the letter of the law, we were science deniers. We were reckless. We were irresponsible. If we questioned things like masking, we were reckless and irresponsible. For the longest time, I was told that. To even utter the word mask and not do it in a positive way that it should be a mandate for all, every living, breathing woman and child in every circumstance that you were in fact contributing to people dying. Heard it all the time. The reason why these hypocrites are caught breaking their own rules is because the rules are stupid. The best example I can give you to prove that the rules are stupid is that all of these people are caught breaking their own rules. They're some of the most paranoid people on earth. So if the rules were actually about preventing people from getting COVID, they wouldn't be breaking them because they're that paranoid. They should be breaking them because there's no reason to be paranoid, but they wouldn't be because they're that paranoid. You want proof? Let me give you the proof of how arbitrary and useless these rules are. The most paranoid people who believe that government is the be-all, end-all of everything break them all the time. Do you know how many neurotics are in that room in Hollywood? Do you know how many neurotics are in that room? Sitting there, you know how many neurotics were at the Met? How many just celebrities in general, rich and famous celebrities? They're some of the biggest neurotic people you'll ever meet in, in your entire life. And yet, they break their own rules all the time. They break their own lectures all the time. Why? Because their lectures and their, their rules don't do a damn thing to stop the spread of COVID-19. That's why. That's exactly why. Speaking of drone strikes... I don't know, it just seemed like a good pivot. Uh, You remember there was a drone strike last week, and the White House on Friday had the Pentagon go out there and do their bidding while the President of the United States was getting ice cream in Delaware, again, at the beaches. By the way, I just stopped, and Mr. Softy came down my street. I got some. I was really excited about that because I never really ever get a chance to get the ice cream man in September. So uh, I said, kids, come on. That's why I had to take a little break in the middle of the podcast. I said, come on, kids, let's go get some ice cream. So we ran out of Mr. Softy. It was fun, though. It was good. Beautiful day. Sunny day. Beautiful day. It was great. And uh, I did not make my kids wear a mask to go outside and get Mr. Softy, by the way. I'm sure that that's a rule somewhere, but one of these Democrats would break anyway. So anyway, so the drone strikes had happened uh, while Joe Biden was getting ice cream in Delaware over the weekend. Well, the drone strikes happened before that. Then we spent a week where the Pentagon tried to pretend like we'd all forget about it. They kept saying things like, well, we're not sure exactly who we targeted. Wait, what? You mean you're not sure who you killed? Right, and who we targeted also. Wait, you mean you might have targeted the wrong people? And that's exactly what they did. On Friday, they came out and said, oh, gee, we're so sorry. We killed seven innocent children and three adults in a drone strike. Do you think there'll be any consequences for that? No, really. I mean, think about it. 
Members of law enforcement get in big trouble when they wind up uh, making mistakes. Members of the military get in big trouble when they wind up making mistakes. I mean, how many members of the military have we had go on trial for killing civilians, even if they didn't intend to? But you notice something. Nobody at the top ever gets in trouble. I mean, literally, we'll, we'll put Navy SEALs on trial for killing people. That turned out to be civilians. They said they had it wrong. Remember, they just might have made it, literally like in that moment, got it wrong. But when it comes to the top brass, they all get a pass. Always. They just have to go, I'm sorry. Oops, our bad. The guy who hit the drone, who hit the button, is not on the ground, of course. And nobody is on the ground now. We took all our people home. But every single court-martial person or every, every person who's ever had to face charges in the military court of uniform justice... Uh, the military court, because they they wind up taking out a civilian by accident. I can understand the frustration that they have when it seems like, once again, the elite and powerful at the Pentagon can do whatever the hell that they want. So Snarks was asked about this today at the White House press briefing, whether or not there will be people that face consequences. You mentioned there's an ongoing investigation. Should it be anticipated that someone would be... Fired, demoted, not promoted, passed over, court martial, uh, and held accountable within the military ranks for this. I think what's important is that um, the Secretary of Defense and the, uh, the uh, Chairman uh, and, and General McKenzie came forward and made very clear that this was, uh, they, they wanted to see this move forward quickly. They wanted to be as transparent as possible. They wanted to learn from what had happened. It's also important to note what the circumstances were here uh, in, in when this strike was made. Uh, this was a scenario where there were direct threats from ISIS-K uh, against our troops who were on the ground in Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, that was the scenario where the strike was made. Obviously, uh, it was done in error. And obviously, there was a, a horrific tragedy that happened. But I'm not going to predict uh, what the impact will be. Let me tell you what the impact will be. Nothing. That's what the impact will be. Nothing. They announced this on a Friday for a reason. They hoped everybody would forget by Monday. And for the most part, the media has. Because it makes Biden look bad. Trump would be a war criminal. They'd be talking about bringing him in front of the Hague to the International uh, Criminal Court. They would. Uh, you know that they would. I'll tell you why I love bringing this podcast to you, by the way. I love bringing this because you're getting breaking news, like literally as it happens. So a few moments ago, Mahorkas, Alejandro Mahorkas, just wrapped up a press conference. U.S. Customs and Border Control. And remember, I played you the clip earlier saying our borders are not open. Well, he was asked a question by a reporter. Listen to this. This is great. I love when these guys... Uh, correct people on their on their phrasing. I love this. This is always I love this so much. Take a listen to this. We we do, and the decision with respect to the movement of people is a calculated decision to meet the operational needs and to serve our operational control. Mr. Secretary. Marcia. Mr. Secretary, so you say repeatedly that this is a challenge, but last month you were reported privately saying that what's been happening along the border is unsustainable and maybe that there's a crisis. So I'm asking, would you publicly admit right now that you've been privately that would happen? You know, I've got to, I've got to, I'm going to stop you right there. Let, let me just say very clearly. We are focused on meeting the challenge. We are focused on mission. Don't you call it a crisis. Don't you call it a comeback either, okay? Got it? Don't call it a comeback. You know what I mean right by that, right? Don't you call it a crisis. The news is such breaking that they didn't even have time to process that audio. That's why it's a little bit clunky there. But I want to bring it to you right away. 
I just, I, it's always important for me to bring this stuff to you in the middle of when it happens. Boom. That's what I like to do. Now, uh, before I let you go for the day, and I know you've got a lot to do today, and you're a very, very busy person, and I don't blame you because why not? It's a beautiful day. You want to get out there, uh, and you should. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Smart, funny podcast. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. What do you think about vaccine mandates for domestic travel? What do you think about that? I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's unconstitutional. I think it's absolutely unconstitutional. You have a right to travel freely over state lines. And an airplane is just a mode of uh, transportation. That's all it is. Government can't stop you from traveling over state lines. And there's nothing in the Constitution. There's no law from Congress. Nothing. But now they're going to try to do this, which would be an absolute, again, uh, complete breach of any sort of constitutional authority. They don't give a damn about that, though, of course. This is what Fauci said this morning on MSNBC a short time ago, not too long ago. Take a listen. Grabian. Oops, hang on a second. Marketplace. You know what I got to do here? I got to I got to actually uh, purchase the file because that way you'll get to hear it. That's what I meant to do. I meant to hit that button. Here we go. Here we go. Take a listen. I'm going to push it because I got two quick questions for you. First, on the White House announcement today regarding domestic, uh, regarding travelers, foreign travelers coming in from from overseas. Let's talk about domestic travel for a second. I know that you've supported the potential for mandates, uh, for vaccine mandates for domestic travelers. You've said that is on the table. Do you anticipate that happening, that move being made by the Biden administration? And if so, when? What timeline would that be on? I, I am not going to get ahead of the president. I told others when they asked, and I'll repeat it for you, that it is on the table and under consideration. There are going to be a lot of factors going into that. I have expressed that I would be in favor of that if the president decides to do that. Let me think for a second now. If I cross over the border, then I don't need a vaccination. But if I'm an American citizen and I want to fly to uh, Orlando, I do. If, if Fauci gets his way, if Fauci gets his way, let me ask you another question too here. And this is really interesting. Uh, when you're on an airplane right now, you're allowed to take your mask off and eat and drink when you're sitting in your chair. How many people are dying because of their of air, air travel in this country? How many people are getting sick and dying? Have we have we traced back any cases to airplanes? No, no. So why would we need a vaccine man, vaccine mandate to travel domestically across this country? And would it just be airplanes or would it be if anybody travels over over state lines? Can any like what about a boat? Can I take a boat across state lines, or are you gonna are you gonna have the Marine Fun Police out there checking vaccination cards? I'm curious about that. And what's the point of it? What is the point of doing it? And how do you get the authority to do so? That's what I want to know. Where do you get the authority? Why not check me for other things too? Why why just COVID? What about other tuberculosis? Other uh, other issues too? Why just COVID? Out of curiosity, why not make sure that I'm I'm symptom free of everything? The flu, colds, all of it. Why not? People die of the flu. At least they used to until COVID came around, and suddenly nobody dies of the flu. It's amazing. Go ahead. And if the individuals involved in advising him are in sure. favor of doing. I would be in favor of doing that. So based on those factors, do you think it's more likely that you would see those sometime, let's say, this fall, winter, or less likely? <laughs> you really like that kind of questioning, don't you? you know, I I'm, just, a, I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I really can't say whether it's okay. more or less likely. I can just say that it's on the table. Okay, last one for you, just broadly here, as we look at the numbers of where we are with that. You know what? I mean, this is the same guy who's been wrong about everything. He also said last week, nobody should go to football games. You heard him say that, right? Nobody should go to football games. 
because people might get sick from COVID. 70,000 fans were at the link yesterday in Philadelphia. Thank God for that, by the way. People all over the country were going out enjoying football games. You know why? Number one, they're outside. Number two, lighten up. What do we need the fun police out there for? Breaking news, by the way, Schumer just said a short time ago, he had a press conference. I won't torture you and play that, but he just said a short time ago, uh, the Senate parliamentarian who uh, just ruled that immigration cannot be part of the $3.5 trillion spending bill. Schumer just said, last night's ruling was extremely disappointing. It saddened me. It angered me. So what happened there? Dems are trying to avert a government shutdown, as you know, uh, by uh, basically saying, give us everything that we want. That's their strategy for keeping the government open and avoiding a, a, a shutdown. Give us everything that we want, everything we ask for, and everything that we, that we demand. Everything. And if you don't do those things, then we're going to be like crybabies again. Maybe sit on the floor of Congress. Remember that years ago when they sat like little kids and they, 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 they sat crisscross Indian sauce. No, no, I'm sorry. Crisscross applesauce. You can't say Indian sauce. No, no, you can't say Indian style. Uh, or something. No, you can't say applesauce. I think applesauce is is what's politically incorrect now. I don't know. I can't keep track. All I know is this. You remember that time they sat there like babies? They'll, they'll do it again if they don't get everything that they want. And what they want to do is they want to try to shove amnesty into their new spending package. That's right. That's what they want to do. Oh, these people are amazing to me. This is what Fauci had said about, listen to this now. This is what Fauci had said about people going to football games. Listen to this. Big crowds in stadiums, not clear who was required to be vaccinated. Recommendations for masks, but as you can see in these pictures, folks just weren't doing it. Uh, I mean, is this kind of behavior going to get us on the other side of this? Or if we keep doing this, are we going to be kind of stuck in, in outbreak mode? Well, we could be stuck in outbreak mode, and that's why I think what you're going to be seeing, in addition to the fact that where people are getting voluntarily vaccinated now on a more and more basis. As you said, we've been a couple of days, even over a million per day. I think you're going to see a lot more local mandates, Jim. I think they're going to be organizations. They're going to be universities. They're going to be colleges. They love these mandates. So we had a summer of people going to games. We had uh, all these people going to college football games. And we had people this weekend doing NFL games. And guess what? We lived. We're all still alive. It's amazing, amazing, beautiful thing. Is it not? It really is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Politics. Uh, I'll tell you what. Oh, that's the open shoot. I always keep doing that. I got to do the outro, right? Yeah, I got to do this one. Nope. Still the love, Gov. Keep checking. Here we go. One of these days I'm going to nail this, I'm telling you. I just got a nice text from my wife. Said my daughter's music teacher is a fan of the show. Listen to that. Everybody is, I'm telling you. It's great. It's because of you, by the way, for telling your friends there's no marketing budget, no advertising budget. Believe me, I'm just lucky to be here. So if you'd be so kind as to rate the show, rate the podcast, tell a friend. I'll only. This will only grow... If you help. And if it doesn't, I'm holding you, literally, I'm holding you responsible for it. Yes, you. That's right. Have a great day. See you tomorrow morning. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. So do the kids, by the way, so I got to eat. Mr. Softy's not going to pay for itself. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.